Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. Thank you for joining us today. I want to remind you, too, to visit our site, letstalkadoption.com, and sign up for our weekly news update and a reminder about our shows on the topics we're going to be speaking about. Uh, you can also sign up for a newsletter there and find out all kinds of information regarding adoption, too. Great resources for you. Uh, we do have archives of previous programs also on the air um, at that time at the site. If you have adoption questions, email me at info at letstalkadoption.com. And today we are going to be discussing a really important topic that I've been wanting to cover some time, um, African-American adoptions online. Um, it's a birth mom story. And we have a wonderful guest with us today, um, Adrienne Artist. Um, she is a, a birth mother from Delaware whose story of courage and her family support has really encouraged so very many people. We wanted to bring this to you. Um, you know, we want to look very closely at the ingredients that can help other women facing unplanned pregnancy. And uh, Adrienne is here to share that story with us in a two-part series. Uh, welcome to the show, Ar- Ar- um, Adrienne. How are you? I'm fine, Marty. You so? Good. Good. Well, I'm so glad we finally got together. You are a busy lady. Yes, ma'am. I am. <laughs> and I know you've been really trying to uh, to make time to be on the show, and today yes. was a wonderful opportunity. And uh, you have a wonderful story that I really want to share in these these two part series. We'll do the next part next week. Um, but we wanted to you know get in and find out a little bit about you know what your your story was like. And you know, how old were you at the time when you did your adoption? I was 19. 19 years old because mm-hmm. you're, and you are coming on 20 very soon. Yes. That's right. So it's been just uh, not too very long ago. At the time, were you living at home, working, or? I was living at home, and I had also just started a new job. I see. So it was uh, definitely a shock when it happened. Right. So what happened when you first, you know, your first thoughts when you found out you were pregnant? Well, first of all, you know, I thought I was in the clear mainly because I didn't find out until I was five months pregnant, and at that particular time, I went through, when the doctor told me I was pregnant, I went through a week of denial. I just basically wanted to deny that it wasn't happening to me, not at all. So it it was definitely, the first thing that went through my head was, how am I going to break this to my parents? Mm -hmm. Because we are, you know, a deeply religious household. My Mm -hmm. father's a minister. I've been in Mm -hmm. the church all my life. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those stereotypical stories. Right, and that happens, I can't tell you how many times we have phone calls very much like that, because you have a very close-knit family. Yes, ma'am, I do. And that was a real big thing. Who first approached you then? So you you finally, let's just get back to this. So you finally did approach your parents. I mean, how did you tell them? Well, actually, the doctor told them, because I I had been been trying to go around the situation, and, and finally my mom, the doctor called my house, and I couldn't hold it in anymore, and I just said, go ahead and tell her. She told my mom, and, and then I told her mom, you know, I'm pregnant. And uh, my mom and my dad were sitting there, but I told my mom first. And the main thing, they asked me, why didn't I tell them? And I, I, the first thing out of my mouth was embarrassment. I didn't mm-hmm. want to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. And what was their response? My dad, the first thing out of my mouth, out of his mouth was, we are not embarrassed of you. Mm-hmm. We just want you to, to realize, you know, the mistake you've made and how we're going to handle it from here. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so... So when you talk to your parents, too, and you have how many siblings at home? I have one. I have an 18-year-old sister. Okay, so she was home also. And so you, 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 your families uh, were supporting you then in, in your choice of parenting or placing, or, or what were their... their... Um, they gave me all of my options, really, mm-hmm. from, from abortion to adoption. Mm-hmm. 
um, because there's a big spectrum in between there. You have the abortion, you have adoption, then you have the middle ground, which is uh, keeping the baby. And so mm-hmm. they gave me the whole entire spectrum. And abortion, to me, was just morally out of the question. I just couldn't do it. And so it was mainly between adoption. And when they gave me the choice, I was against it. Totally. You were. So your, who tr- approached you? Was your mother or your father first that approached you it about was, adoption? It was, it was my mother. She, mm-hmm. you know, just basically explained to me, you really need to look at adoption mm-hmm. because, you know, look at where you're at now. You have a new job. You're doing well. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to lose that job because you have to be home with the baby. Right. She just gave me the options, and I said, no, Mom, you know, I'm not going to do that. This is my responsibility. I have to take care of this child. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I just said no. And mm-hmm. then my, my baby's father was also against it as well. Mm-hmm. He was. When, yeah. I, when I first told him what my mom had told me, he said, no, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Was he supportive of you? Were you still seeing him? Or? Um, no, I was not seeing him. I had actually cut all ties with him back in June after our last encounter. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then I just called him out of the blue in October and said, hey, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. But he was supportive because, you know, he already has two children of his own. I mean, he's definitely the fatherly type, but um, he, he was supportive. And, he's, yeah, is, is he taking care of any of the support of the other two children then, too? Yes, he's supporting them. So, so he has two other children already, and that's a big yes. responsibility, you know. Yeah, he has uh, a set of twins. For so. any guy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's hard. And, you know, adoption isn't for everybody. But you have to really do some soul searching out too. Your parents asked you some really important questions and really did some, you know, some. It made you think about things uh, about your decision. Like, where are you going to put him? What are those questions they asked you? And, and well, mainly you they, mainly they asked me, you know, where was I going to put him? Because right now we live in a three bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Out of that three bedroom apartment, I live in the smallest room because my parents don't know, you know, when I decide to move out, they want mm-hmm. my sister to have, you know, mm-hmm. bigger room. So. My room is the smallest. I don't have anywhere in this room to put a playpen mm-hmm. or a, a bassinet or a bed for him. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were going to have to switch. Your um, sister bet loved that one, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was definitely thrilled. Um, and also, right now, we have a PT Cruiser, which is a very spacious car. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, a, it's a car that's spacious for four adult bodies, not four adult bodies in a car seat. Yeah. So we were also looking into a new car, and mm-hmm. my parents were really not trying to take on that payment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and there were some things, you have to, some reality checks, I guess, that you call them. Yes, most definitely. And how about your job? Did you share that with your employer? Was there any feelings or, I mean, they really um, can't fire you because you're pregnant. But you Exactly. Um, I shared it with my employer. Um, everybody that I worked with at that particular time, one was shocked because I had been around these people the entire time of my pregnancy and no mm-hmm. one knew. Right. And then um, when I told them, they were, they were really supportive, but in the back of my mind, I had just gotten there. I was only really there since August, and here we are in October, and I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to have uh, really no paid time off to take mm-hmm. care of him. If I wanted maternity leave, I was going to have to take it unpaid. Mm-hmm. And you can't buy Pampers being unpaid. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, yeah, and did you have insurance to cover? or I had insurance, which was which was definitely a blessing because the bills that came in here mm-hmm. <laughs> were definitely interesting. Um but, yes, I definitely had insurance, and that really helped out a lot because I don't know what I would have done without it. Right, and many times adoptive parents will pick up the co-pays and things like that in adoption. But a lot of times starting a new job, you know, unless you make too much money. I hear women say, I make too much money to get state aid, you know, a state assistance insurance. But oh, they, um, they almost denied me for WIC, <laughs> so I definitely know how that feels. Right, and that's really hard because you're in need. 
um, but you, you kind of fall in between the cracks, and it's, exactly. it's really difficult, too. So when they talked to you about that, did you, because you were really, you know, I mean, you're very, you're strong-willed. you got a lot of termination. I think you're going to do really well in life, but, but you know, and I know I'm like that, too. But it's really hard because you've got to come up with that decision on your own. Where, where did you go to get the support and get the resources? Because your mother, I guess, found um, – she found our website. Um, yeah. She went over to – we have a number of websites. But she found, I guess, on the, the Lifetime Adoption website. Well, actually, something. she found the um, African-American Adoption. Right. It's African-American Adoptions um, online. Com. Yeah, online. Yeah, dot com. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and I, yeah. also, the other one was AfricanAmericanAdoptionsOnline.com. And she went there, and then I guess found it from there. So when she found that site, what she what she do? She she did the she searching e- for you. She emailed it to me, and because at that particular time we were we were on like barely speaking terms, so we emailed a lot to express yeah. our feelings. And um, she sent those to me and said, "Take a look at this." And I looked at it, and the people that I was looking at were very that I worked looking at were very nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. At that particular time, I just, you know, sat in my room and basically I wrote down the pros and cons. Like, I, I don't like to write, but at that particular time, um, I wrote down the pros and cons. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, and the pro, the pros, the cons, rather, definitely outweighed the pros, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, just because I'm so young, I have no college degree, um, you know, you you can't really get a good job now without a college degree, it's without re- that piece of paper. Yeah, it's very hard. What were, I'm kind of curious. Can you share some of those pros and cons that might help sure. other people? Well, the, the pro was just being able, you know, to accept the responsibility, um, being able to um, share my child's experiences, his first tooth, his first Christmas, um, and just being able to share his life with him and being able to love something or mm-hmm. someone, rather, mm-hmm. um, that came from me. That was basically it for the pros. Then on the cons, then I, I had, you know, being in the court system with the father because I definitely needed child support. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, n- not being physically with the baby's father because that creates a strain as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, money. Mm-hmm. Money was definitely one. Uh, stability because, you know, things, things can get crazy in a house with babies. And the fact that my baby's father also had other children – those can factor in there as well, um, just space and time, daycare, because the job I was working at, I worked a shift that was 2 to 11, and there are really no nighttime daycares here in Delaware. Right. Um, and, the, and the cost of daycare, just the cost of caring for a baby, and, mm-hmm. and also the time, because I was going to be working a lot during the time that he was up, so he's not going to see me. He's going to see my parents, and it was just a lot, and, mm-hmm. you know, it being such a strain on my family um, with the new car, the bedroom situation, just everything. It was a lot, Marty. It really yeah. was. And that must have been very difficult for you during that period of time because you're, you're probably torn. Yes, right? I was very torn. My, my emotions went up and down every day, even more so than the hormonal imbalance. Really? Um, mm-hmm. I had my own emotions going on. Did you did you find did you were able to talk to any friends about this or did your support come from your family finally or my support support definitely came from my family. Um, I have um, two friends, um, so Toya and Brandy. Mm-hmm. They definitely helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. My 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 friend Toya. She she just basically asked me questions. You know, are you really sure that you want to do this? And I explained to her, and then she was behind me. As long as as long as the explanation was clear, they mm-hmm. were behind me. If I just wasn't doing this mm-hmm. for someone other than me or my son, mm-hmm. 
you know, if I was just doing it for my parents or mm-hmm. for the baby's father, if I was just doing it for me and for Alex, then everything was fine. You know, and, and I think, yeah, I found, too, is that uh, in, in listening to you and, and kind of getting some and some some history about what you're working with, that you have some really great communication skills, which is, I think really helped you a lot and that it's important to bring up. We're going to take a really quick a break here, and when okay. we come back, we're going to go ahead and share more about your adoption story, uh, about African-American adoptions online and with a birth mom story. On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life and a solid future, everything I wanted for him. And now I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on KFIA AM 710. And uh, to just recap a little bit before we went to break, we were talking basically with um, Adrian regarding her adoption um, as a, a birth mother going through an adoption where, you know, she first really didn't know what she wanted to do. And um, Adrian, you know, you were very strong. We were talking before the break about, you know, your communication with your friends sharing because many people just don't understand adoption and what right. it looks like and, and the type of you know, open adoption, semi-open adoption. And really do soul searching. They they work from an emotional level only. Exactly. And we we talk. I I meet with women um, quite often that will confidentially tell me I'm so sorry that I didn't choose adoption. And you know the children are five, seven, ten years old because they they see now what they had to put their child through, and they feel that because they didn't have the support. You know, and then we have other women that say. I'm so glad I did this because um, I, I parented because I had the support. You know, the father was there and I was able to stay home and my parents were in supportive. But, you know, you have to do that soul searching and really communicate and then get the support that you can. And so it sounds like, you know, um, LaToya and Brandy were really big supports, your two friends that really helped you when you explained adoption to them. Do you feel like they knew very much about adoption before you, you shared that with them? Well, adoption itself is, is one of those um, issues that – education is paramount. You have to educate people on adoption first Mm -hmm. before they can, you know, accept it fully. Um, And especially in the African-American community, Mm -hmm. because historically, you know, during slavery and everything, Mm -hmm. our children were taken from us. So the last thing that anybody in the African-American community, Mm -hmm. unplanned pregnancy or what have you, um, the last thing that you want to think about is giving their child up to somebody else. Yes, and that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But then what they don't realize is that you are being a blessing to someone else. Mm -hmm. You are really being a blessing to someone else. And that's one thing that we really stress with the AfricanAmericanAdoptionsOnline.com site um, and through the Lifetime site, too, is that we really want the children to have the heritage, whatever heritage that may be, their background, too. And that's really important because... That's the nice thing about open adoption, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, about the, um, allowing the birth mom to make the choice of families because 
it would be different. But I could see see the point because that is a very difficult thing in black adoptions. We're seeing this, you know, that mm-hmm. that that they um, the families coming through and they're saying this is what I want, and the birth moms have needs too, and really having everyone come together. And that's really much not much different than other adoptions and people's needs. But but because of the history, I think you're absolutely right too. So you you your mom sent you over this email, and you're emailing back and forth to your mother, and she sent you a link over with some profiles, did you go and look at them or did you kind of still were in like, I'm not sure what I want to do or? I was looking at them. At that particular time, I had decided what I wanted to do. I was going to do the adoption, but I was still in that shaky point. Um, She sent it to me. I looked over Mm -hmm. the profiles and then um, that's when I did the, you know, the pros and cons. And I just said, you know, we're into this. We're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I sent uh, well, actually, I called Lifetime because they do have a 24-hour hotline, which mm-hmm. was definitely um, accessible. I didn't get off until 11 o'clock p.m. Yeah, that's right. But um, I called them. They got my information, and, you know, they sent stuff to me immediately. That's great. And so you went through the profiles, and uh, did they send you quite a few of them? Oh, yes. They sent me a great deal of them. And they actually, one thing that I liked about it was they sent more than just african American. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't just send African-American, although most likely that would have been my first choice. They didn't just limit it to, you know, African-American couples. And, and you were open to that right, too? Yes, I was. Right. And so did you, you gave them some suggestions on what you were looking for in a family? Yes, ma'am, I did. Mm-hmm. One one thing that I wanted was um, a, a spiritual-based home because mm-hmm. that's what I have here, and that's what he would have had mm-hmm. um, had he been with me. Right. So those were important. Did you write down the things that were important to you in adoptive parents? Um, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. One, I really, I really stress the dual parent home. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have nothing against single parents, you mm-hmm. know, wanting to adopt. But for me personally, um, I had a dual parent home, and I know, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of things. I, and I've also seen single parent homes and what kind of things children lack with having a single parent home. Right. So, um, I definitely wanted a dual parent home, wanted them to be married, um, you know, for a significant amount of time and knowing that they ju- just weren't rushing into this thing just to have a child. Right. So you went through all these profiles and kind of got a feel for, you know, what, sh- what the different types of families. Did you speak to more than one family? I mean, you, or did you Actually, just... no, I didn't. As soon as I saw uh, the one profile for Douglas and Cheryl, mm-hmm. I told my mom from the presentation of the booklet, I said, mm-hmm. Mom, this is it. I don't want to look at anybody else. Wow. Do not call anybody else. This is who I want. And as soon as I called um, my adoption coordinator, Libby, mm-hmm. uh, I said, this is who I want. She said, are you sure you didn't look well to talk to anybody else? I said, no, I want Douglas and Cheryl. Wow. And, that's, and that gives me goosebumps as an adoptive mom myself because I hear that often that people do go through and they find somebody and they say, this is, this is just who I want. And, uh, and it's pretty exciting. And then there's other times when they call and that family's taken, you know, and I've had birth moms say, well, see if they'll take my baby too, which is, you know, a really a strange place to be, but exactly. when you know, and you know, this is one thing um, that I think that people need to know. Um, you know, you have a nice selection of families, and you have time because you were how far along then at this point? How many months? At this point, I was uh, about seven or eight months. Seven, oh, seven or eight months, Mike. So you were pretty close to your due I date. I was then. pretty close to my due date. Actually, okay. um, I remember calling, well, getting in touch with Doug and Cheryl around uh, December thirtieth. Mm-hmm. And I was actually due February 18th. Wow. So it was a, a very quick turnaround. And, and then Libby actually did tell me, well, let me check because they're actually talking to somebody right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember just getting on my knees and praying, saying, please, 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 I really want these people to have my son, please. Right. Yeah, and that, and that's and then that's that happens too, and that's why sometimes people don't want to get the paperwork back right away. Birth moms they kind of linger, 
And, you know, until they're ready, it has to be right, too. But right. there are lots of options. So you did find out that they were available yeah. and you could speak. How did that conversation go? I mean, what did you ask them? What were you um, curious I about? Be- well, actually, um, they asked more questions about me than I asked about them. What they ask you? I'm they, curious. <laughs> they mainly asked me, you know, well, what are you having? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they asked me, you know, the base questions about how this all came about, mm-hmm. which I didn't have a problem in sharing because at this point we all have to be open anyway. Right. Um, and, you know, how far along was I? Mm-hmm. Is the baby healthy and everything? And I was doing fine. He said, you're working every day? And I said, yes, he's actually up right now. He was actually moving in my stomach at that particular mm, time. Excellent. And uh, so, yeah, we had a wonderful conversation. And I remember them always saying to me, I can't believe you're 19. I'm like, don't say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're so mature. Thank you. Yeah, very mature. And because you're working and you really were taking a lot of responsibilities in many areas of your life. And I think that was the big thing. I know that, you know, we work with hundreds of uh, birth mothers and the coordinators, though I'm not in there every day. Um, you stood out as one of the, the women that they said has really got a lot on the ball. And um, I was really impressed that they said that because, um, you know, because it's nice to hear that, and especially because you were so young and um, you were re- really um, able to articulate what you wanted yes, ma'am. in your life and in your adoption and what you didn't want. And, um, and they were impressed with that. And I think that's important for women to know it's okay to, to say this is what I'd like and not be intimidated um, by anybody. And, and I think, like you said, do the pros and the cons ahead of time and think about it too. So so did you get to meet them? I mean, we're going to go into the next segment soon, sure. um, and we're going to talk about what happened after this period of time. But um, when you spoke to them on the phone, were you on the phone for like an hour? I mean, and how often did you speak after that? We were on the phone for a very significant amount of time. I think it was more than an hour because I was actually just getting off of work um, waiting for my ride to come pick me up, and um, I actually talked to them while in my waiting period, and then I also had a talk with them on the phone uh, when I got home on our speakerphone with my mother present, and my sister was actually asleep at the time, and she got up out of bed <laughs> to wow. come in here the phone call. So, so they were all part of that. So they were on the speakerphone. Did they have questions too? Well, my mother, my mother asked them questions. My mother also explained, you know, our family background, you know, where we come from and what we stand for. My father wasn't there at the particular time because he was working. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got another conversation. I think it was that Sunday mm-hmm. when he was home. And um, he actually, you know, expressed some feelings to them. And it was just a wonderful, everything flowed. And that's, that's what I really loved about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that point forward, I know I, I know that for a fact that I talked to them after every appointment um, to keep them abreast of what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to them on a pretty regular basis yeah. um, of, of things that I wanted, you know, in the hospital and everything. And I think that's really important that you did that and that your family, did your, after your mother and your sister spoke with them, did they feel good about the choice also in the family? Yes, ma'am. Um, my sister was actually, she really wasn't for it either um, in the beginning. She but wasn't. after she, Right. After she heard that conversation, she was a little more, you know, she said, Mom, this is going to be a good thing. Yeah, it's going to be. And then she went to bed at peace that particular night. See, and that's important, too. Well, listen, we're going to finish up with this show on our next segment. So um, I want to have you back next week and make sure we finish up this, too, because you've been so wonderful. And it sounds like you've got so much going on, a great family, and a really determined woman. I know that God's going to bless you greatly. So um, I just want to share with everybody, if you have any questions and you'd like to send them to me, send them to info at letstalkadoption.com. And um, it's been such a pleasure to be with you today, and I want to make sure that you know that we're here for you and we have lots of resources for you on our site at Let's Talk Adoption, too. 
And I'm Marty Caldwell. It's been a pleasure to be with you today. And we will see you next week when we cover more information regarding adoption and the information that you need. Please send your questions in. We're going to be doing a segment on um, adoption questions. So I'm getting those in right now. Send them to info at Let's Talk Adoption, and we'll answer those on the air. Until next week, this is Marty Caldwell of Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.